I think um, like what really got me into fitness and personal training and whatnot was obviously I think where everybody starts with it is just kind of being an enthusiast, somebody who just enjoyed going to the gym, but obviously we enjoy it more than most. Hence it becomes, you know, more than just a routine um, or a habit, it becomes a passion for us. So, um, you know, I always saw like the trainers when I was like first starting to lift and I was just in my head, like just, even though we were showing them like some super like bro-y workouts and stuff like that, just like, Oh man, that's so fucking cool. Like I want to be a trainer one day <laughs> and shit like that. And, you know, down the line, the years came around and, you know, 2012, I took that leap and did it and been doing it for about eight years now. And, uh, I started out like a year and a half in the corporate world and I learned that corporate training really wasn't for me. So, I went on ahead and I took the scarier leap, which was going independent and, you know, being employed by myself. And I've been very uh, fortunate, lucky, and I'm super humbled that it's worked out for as long as it has. So I've um, been successfully operating uh, for, let's see, so that's a year and a half. So like uh, five and a half, six and a half years now, uh, independently. And uh, yeah, I've worked with, uh, I work with, a lot of uh, clientele in the ranges of just your general population to professional athletes. So working on um, working on a Division One uh, NCAA uh, athletic training staff uh, uh, called St. Mary's College, based out of Moraga, California. A lot of Australians actually know about it because we're infamous for recruiting you guys for basketball. So oh yeah, yeah. So like uh, like uh, uh, Deladova and like Patty Mills. Oh yeah, those boys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah, so they, they came out of they came out of St. Mary's where I was working at. So Oh wow. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been an incredible ride, man. I, I can't really complain. What's Deladova like? I haven't met Deladova. I've only seen him on alumni night. Him and Patty Mills. They're the only time. This was a little bit before my time, so um, they're just like the, uh, they're like the hall of famers. Like when you hear like, you know, obviously, I mean, they're famous NBA players now, but at St. Mary's, you know, that's, it's a super small school. It's only about for a large division one school. It's only about maybe four and a half, 5,000 students tops. So when somebody really makes it out there and like, they really like progress in like the athletic worlds after, uh, after their time at St. Mary's, when they come back, it's like, it's like a festival. It's a parade. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's a really small community. Yeah. Awesome, man. Mate, what's it like training? Um, well, just for the listeners, the majority of them are general population, but what's the difference between training general population and an athlete? General population. Um, I think the biggest difference with that is obviously what your goal is. I mean, the general population type are your everyday, you know, nine to fivers who in all honesty, you know, they probably don't want to be a bodybuilder. They probably, uh, you know, don't want any insane athletic performance. Uh, they just want to be mobile. They want to move pain-free and lose a little bit of weight that they can learn how to keep off and start to develop sustainable habits because, as we go on ahead and this is our livelihood, they just want to make fitness a part of their everyday life. So I think that's the main thing I've noticed with general pop, but athletes, that's a, that's a whole nother ballpark. I mean, I'm also, I'm also a massage therapist as well. So it's like, I mean, I'm talking everything from, you're talking athletic performance training. You're talking like active recovery, you know, everything from like doing deep tissue work cupping therapy, uh, Graston, I mean, you know, the whole nine, physical therapy, chiropractics, like, and I'm just, I'm one small piece of the puzzle that they have to work with, with their athletic performance goals. So I think it's, you know, it is the athlete's job and livelihood to perform while with general population, you just want to put, you know, fitness as just a small chunk of their livelihood, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely, man. I think that one of the hardest things to do is working with, um, well, my clientele's general population is kind of explaining that they don't need to sweat, 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 get hammered 
Oh my God, man. I can, <laughs> you get what I'm saying already. I saw your face yeah. change. Bro, <laughs> explain that, man. How have, you, how have you found that working with clients that come in, kind of giving them what they really need and giving them what they want? That balance. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, man. But that's, that's a thing. I think that's a problem with the fitness industry is we have people who get the idea of they want to be sold on a feeling, you know, I want to be, I want to be sore. I want to be tired. I need to sweat. And like those three things mean I had a good workout. And if I don't have those, you know, then uh, I must've not been working out hard. And you know, as well as I know, most of the case, that's, that's never the case. That's never it. And <clears throat> with that, people just need to realize is just taking the steps instead of like looking for a feeling or searching for, Oh, I need this or that. But I mean, the steps into like actually creating habits and just staying disciplined, that's the real goal right there. Like, you know, sure. You can do, you know, 50 burpees and stuff like that and sweat and say, I had a good workout, but how many people are just going out on a daily basis and getting their steps in, you know, just going for, you know, uh, anywhere from like a three to like five mile walk every day. You probably say a lot of people aren't actually doing that. So developing the simple habits and planting these seeds of simple ideas that go on ahead and grow into bigger steps for them more than they know is probably something that I try to ingrain in all of my clients. Yeah, that's huge, man. And, and, and that's what I try and tell people when it comes to nutrition. It's literally doing the small things over and over, like the small, like, they're almost boring, man. It is. Because people all, always want to hear the next thing, the next thing. And I'm kind of like, there isn't no next thing. Like, there's no fancy meal plan. There's no special food. There's oh, no man. secret diet that's going to help you. It's just doing the little things. Like you said, the walk. Like, how many people forget to move? Exactly. Yeah. I think it's just getting, you know, I think it's just getting into repetitive habits, too. I mean, I think that's probably one really good thing that came out of the military is, you know, you you get ordered and told what to do on a regular basis until you kind of just get it ingrained in your mind that, you know, you need to be here and do this at this time and have this. And it gives you organization and structure. But I think for most veterans who get out of the service, like the carryover is very great because they go on ahead and implement those same lifestyles into a civilian life and usually have a more disciplined livelihood with that. Yeah. So how long were you in the military for Mark? I went in the United States Navy in May of 2008. Uh, and then I finished my first enlistment May of 2012, which was active duty. So that's four years full time. Um, and then I did three years of active reserves, which is uh, pretty much like you show up for like one weekend a month and then you do like two weeks of active duty a year. It's, it's a weird thing with the reserves. It's a, it's a different beast compared to active duty. So all in all, it was a total of seven years. Oh, wow, man. And, um, yeah. and what made you want to jump into that? It's a lot of different, um, bro, and a lot of people aren't willing to to do it. So, man, I commend you for it. It's huge. Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. I, I, I like to tell people I was kind of like a shithead as a kid <laughs> and I had a really, I had a really great family and a great upbringing, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to be the rebel and just, you know, go against the grain of everything. And <laughs> yeah, just kind of growing up. Um, <laughs> it was just, yeah, I was like, crap. I was just partying as a kid and just, you know, not going to school. I tried the college thing and I flunked out. And then uh, I think one of the turning moments for it was I was coming home from a house party when I was, when I was 18, about to turn 19. And it gets even better with this story. And uh, the drinking age in the States is 21. Yeah. And I'd been coming home and I got pulled over and they asked me if I'd been drinking and they ran they ran a field sobriety test on me and they slapped me with a DUI as a, as an 18 year old. And the oh, wow. worst part about the worst part about it was I got it on mother's day. Oh, so geez. happy mother's day, mom. So I, God bless my mom's soul. Um, but I started realizing the path I was going down. It just wasn't a good one. And, um, 
I wasn't really feeling school at the time. It just wasn't working out for me. And uh, I had a history of uh, family in the service. And then I had at the time uh, an older brother who was in the United States Marine Corps. And I saw the good it did for his life. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to go enlist in the United States Navy because I need to do something uh, with my life. And, uh, you know, I feel like I needed to do something for the bigger picture as I felt my heart. So uh, that's what I did. And at 19 years old, I shipped off to uh, Great Lake, Illinois for uh, boot camp. And those are the stories I'll remember forever. And that's where it all started. What do you miss from the military, man? What did they teach you? Uh, I mean, it kind of depends on like what your your job is. The Navy is a little bit different compared to the other military branches, obviously, because water yes. and stuff like that. Um, but you know, like like my job was like I, I was called a bosun's mate. So like you could actually go across any navy in the world and nine out of ten of them like would have a bosun's mate. They're kind of like the original sailor, if you will. Like I was driving, I was like driving an uh, aircraft carrier for a while. So that was kind of like, that was my thing. So I got to drive an aircraft. Yeah. If you've ever seen Top Gun, the one that was in Top Gun, that, uh, that aircraft carrier, that was the ship I drove overseas. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I said, that could be my job. Somebody else could be like a firefighter on the ship. Somebody be a cook. Everybody does different things. It's, it's like a little, it's a little city on water. Um, but I would definitely say is like the one thing I miss the most is definitely the, um, it's the camaraderie. Like, yeah. you know, there was definitely a lot of good times and there was definitely a lot of shitty times, but you know, when you're going through the suck with your brothers and your sisters, uh, you know, you know, people who can relate to you and who have been through it and whatnot. So, you know, it's, and it's hard when you get out after, because, you know, we got, we got a very unique sense of humor to say the least. And, uh, you know, there's certain, you know, jokes and humor I can only, um, fashion with them. Uh, if I did it with some, uh, maybe non-military type folks, I might get some really weird looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so mate, you were there for seven years, were you, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. Seven years, man. And what made you, um, get out of it in the end? Um, I think what made me get out was the direction the military was going and how morale and leadership was kind of going. It just was straying away from a lot of traditions. And, you know, that's, that's what military is made up on is a lot of tradition. Um, And we're kind of forgetting where we came from with that. And like I say, it just unfortunately, getting to the higher ups and um in the leadership roles it was just it was draining morale out of a lot of good sailors um at the time and you know a lot of people were just like you know this isn't this isn't what i enlisted for this isn't you know what it was you know even three to five years ago like you know the direction it's going so you know when they asked me i go you want to enlist again i go nah i'll take my honorable discharge i think my time is done in the service and you know it's kind of moved all my life yeah awesome man that's um i reckon you take like the things you take from the navy and then you Mm -hmm. put into your training your coaching bro yeah it's something mate you're not going to get that at college no no experience definitely not (laughs) Yeah, not 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 everything, you know, like I say, like you can't learn every in in life, I think. You can't you can't just learn everything out of a textbook. Yeah. So, yeah, the experience the experience it provided um, you know, not only set me up for, you know, some success in the training world, but definitely I think a lot of who it made me into has helped create the experience that I provide with, you know, training people in person and like I say, um it's like a reflection of my personality and you know how it goes to training. Like most of the time you just have to be a likable person for people to come to you for training. Obviously you want to have some education, some background, but I guarantee that most people train with the people they like to train with is because they like them. Yeah. It's, um, it's as much relationship building than anything, to be honest. 100% man. Um, now man, you had a difficult time during COVID. How are you coping now, Mark? Uh, it's been, you know, it's been a roller coaster, um, out here, you know, uh, when the initial 
lockdown started in California on, it was about like March 15th or 16th out here where we had to go into, you know, self-quarantine and isolation. There was a lot of uncertainty and uh, nobody really knew what was going on. We just all thought, all right, this will be over like a couple weeks and stuff. And, uh, you know, it was funny because I have a, I have a friend who, uh, who lives in Melbourne who hey, was posting. Yeah, yeah. He was posting things like two weeks prior on his like Snapchat talking about, you know, toilet paper being gone, this and that. And I go, what, what's everyone in Australia freaking out about right now? Like, I don't get it. And then here we are like two weeks later, I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah. So, Man, so, I go um, like literally a week before we went mad. I know, right? We were, we were like, we were literally down there and then I shit you not, man. It was like two weeks later and I'm like, oh crap, man. So, um, yeah, so, um, there was a lot of uncertainty and basically, you know, we just thought it was going to be a few weeks and then it was like, okay, another two week extension. We're like, all right, it was another two weeks. And then it was another two weeks and then there was another two weeks. Uh, and then, you know, here we are now, um, where, we started to reopen the state a little bit and now they're saying there's a surge in cases and they're going backwards now. Yeah, as what's of like now, man, he's going back in lockdown, are you? Yeah, it's well, it's going backwards as of today. Like basically whatever phase of reopening like each state was in, like they're either on a pause or they're looking to go back like one phase. So it's it's insane because nobody knows what's going on. It raises everybody's anxiety. Everybody feels, you know, stressed out. I mean, obviously from, you know, uh, a livelihood standpoint and, you know, a mental health probably perspective and the sense of just feeling overwhelmed with stress and anxiety, depression, you know, um, it's, it's just crazy times. And I mean, with uh, everything that like happen with my business and stuff like that. I am essentially taking, you know, taking a hiatus for the time, you know, reinventing myself and creating some new pathways right now. But, um, you know, the real crappy thing is, I, uh, for me, I unfortunately got the shit end of the stick on a lot of things with training and it's, you know, it's shaping me into a better person and it's going to make me a better coach and trainer down the line, 100%, which I'm very thankful for. And I'm, I'm taking that as part of my journey and experience, but you know, the one good thing that I have seen is a lot of people being very, you know, innovative and creative with their content and their training and what they're doing with their coaching and businesses now. And, you know, when I first met you, you know, that was the first time I kind of took a step out of my comfort zone, going to somewhere to learn how people build really successful businesses and content online, because I had been such a very like, in-person brick and mortar training kind of person forever yeah. and you know to get slapped with this um while i'm just kind of in the you know beginning it definitely it brought me down man it put me in a it put me in a dark place when i started to have make really tough decisions and what i was going to do and i really i really fell off of it for a good minute man and i was just in a dark place and i'm sure a lot of people can relate but you know, you can only go down so far before you got to bring yourself back up. And that's where I'm at now, man, is I got knocked down. I got kicked down, you know, uh, things that just didn't swing in my favor. And it did definitely push me down to like a new darkness that I didn't ever think I'd be at. But, you know, now it's time to look up and see the light at that, at that, you know, end of that tunnel right there and climb out of that hole I got pushed into. So that's where I'm at now. Yeah, so, mate, where do you see yourself taking this, Mark? Do you still want to do the whole brick and mortar thing, or do you want to go? I definitely want. I definitely want to do the brick and mortar thing because, you know, every ounce of me misses that human experience. I love. I love training people. I do. I truly believe it's, it's my number one passion. I believe it's what I was put on this earth for, just to help others. Something so, special about it, eh, bro? That's one thing I realized, man. Like I was doing it through Zoom and I. I walked in the gym and I was like, fuck, I love this man. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter. And, and the more I was growing, the more I had people, like early on in business, the more I had people saying, man, you need to go two locations, three locations. You need to get yeah. high coaches and get off the floor. And I'm like, 
It's like taking Tom Brady off the team, bro. You can't, like, <laughs> I'm not saying oh, I'm man. Tom Brady, but... <laughs> Yeah, man. If, if if that's your thing, bro, you feel like they're taking something from you. You you going off that gym floor and going on. You know what I mean, man? Oh yeah, man. One hundred percent. It's just you know, like I say, the interactions, the experience, the relations you create with those clients. It's much, you know, it's much, it's much deeper than surface level. You know, you really do like follow along with these people on their journeys, and it's truly it's truly amazing and it's very rewarding to watch it all. But the fact that it's like, wow, you chose me. Like it's, it's like an honor and it's super humbling at the same time. Like, and I, I, I just, I just miss that. You know, it's, it's funny. Cause so we, we talked a little bit prior, you know, with my whole situation and stuff and, you know, cause I'm in California, but obviously with, uh, pandemic stuff and with the girlfriend's family we've uh temporarily been like relocating and hopping between states and washington state and idaho and uh you know idaho is probably one of the most open states in the united states right now so their gyms are open and they've taken all the best protocols i've seen like for you know uh post-covid um you know awareness and cleanliness and whatnot and i really hope that somehow this one area of the country actually becomes a staple because they're doing it logically and smartly. But, um, you know, I see all these people in the gym and, you know, it's just like, damn. And I see these trainers and I'm like, damn, I'm jealous of you, man. Like I miss that shit a lot. Like I love, I love watching it. Like I just like, you know, it's almost like, even though I'm not doing it, like I'm not there. Like I love to like see like, all right, it's still alive. Like it's still going to be around after all this. Yeah, that's it, man. It's, it'd always be there. I think that you, the whole in-person thing, it's um, like people crave it, man. Like I had clients when I came back, they said, Matt, you know, sorry, I couldn't do the whole online thing, but I told you I'll be back. And I said, no, nah, it's fine. You know, it's not for everyone. Um, but yeah. you know, the whole in-person thing, bro, it'll never go out of fashion. It doesn't matter. Like something yeah. you can't scale online, man. Exactly, man. Like I said, like um, when I was, when everything first happened, you know, everyone was really stressed out and worried and so much uncertainty in life. And, you know, I just told all my clients like, yo, I'm going to do all your programming for free because my clients had minimal to nothing when it comes to like workout equipment at home. And, you know, I, I like gave it to them and stuff like that. And like they were on it at first because I intentionally made it for the original set of like um, quarantine periods that we had in California. But obviously kept getting extended and you know it's like you can only do so much with this and you know clients be like oh man I, I i fell off with it and stuff and i'm like don't worry about it like i understand like it's hard like you know it's hard to stay motivated and uh, you know disciplined with it especially when it becomes very you know um the same with you know not even that much variety and you're not really creating that experience for them and whatnot and yeah it just, you know, really put into me, like, you know, I, I'm the one that creates that experience. Like, yeah. You know, that's, that's what we do. We, you know, we do our coaching, we do our training, we obviously educate ourselves for our clients, but like we, as the coach and trainers, we really and genuinely create an experience for our clients that they want to continue to be a part of. Mark, you know, man, going back to San Diego, bro, how important is it being around people that are, that are running faster, bro? Man uh you know how's that experience for you was that your first event <laughs> that was yeah that was probably well th at that kind of event yeah that was my first one um you know my girlfriend told me before i left she said you know if if you're the smartest person in the room you're probably in the wrong room so yeah. you know that's where i kind of took it with that's my starting point but it was very cool because like i say you may be in there if, you know with what was it? Probably hundred plus fitness professionals, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you know, all backgrounds, all shapes and sizes, you know, and it can be, you know, a little bit intimidating and you think to yourself, like, am I worthy? Like, should I even be here? You know? And, you know, once you talk to other people, you realize they're just as human as you are and they feel the same feelings you may be feeling, but they're also there for the same purposes and causes you are is for some self growth and to become a better coach. So you can better serve the people that need you. Yeah, definitely, man. 
I um I was just saying to a to, to Loma on the on my previous podcast, man. He said the exact same thing, man. He goes, you know, if you hang around, he says something similar to if you hang around five broke people, you're going to be a six. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit probably of a pretty right <laughs> he's a bit of a character but but yeah like the way he put it is like you, you hang around people running faster you're gonna obviously run faster you're forced to you're forced to grow oh. man and you know just being around jason the group man i can't even tell you what that what that week's done for me and just yeah. constantly getting on the phone to him and just being around the group and the impact collective it's just huge man and yeah and that's something i I tell my clients and I try and create in my gym like a, a nice positive like people say I can't do that I say don't say that that, that word's banned here and they kind of have a laugh but man I just try and create a, a great culture where people like know they can do more man you know what I mean like this fitness thing isn't as hard as you think absolutely man totally relatable man um, I think that's where I definitely wanted to go to the collective was to meet other like-minded people because I have you know I have been very much um, on like my own program, if you will, for a very long time. And I've always wanted to network and outsource with, you know, other good like-minded people like yourself. And I'm like happy, like, hell, I met you, man. Like you're a great guy. Like we think alike, like, you know, we're doing this right now. I didn't think that this would ever like, you know, happen. I've been saying it for, for ages. I'm like, man, I was like, I'd love to do a podcast or be on a podcast, but you know, it's like, here we are now, like, you know, we're making it happen, you know? Yeah. Appreciate it, bro. Um, you know, just trying to find, you know, trying to find your, whatever you want to call it, your community, your herd, your tribe. And I think that's in a lot of the self growth right now, what I'm doing with myself is, you know, finding, finding my tribe. I want to find, I want to find the good ones out there that have the good intent and want to make a significant change in the world. Yeah, definitely. I was, man, I was literally just saying this on a previous podcast. Like, you just look around, you just know those those trainers and those coaches that are just like, man, you don't give a shit. Yeah. Oh, God, man. There's, the, you know, I mean, I don't know how it is. I don't know how it is down there, man. But I mean, you know, California, I feel is like a, it's like a central hub for, you know, everything fitness i mean i i think when people think california they probably think like you know tacos beaches and fitness to some degree you know and there are there are a lot of really bad coaches and bad trainers out here that are definitely you know in it for the wrong reasons and take advantage of a lot of people and i see it unfortunately and like i say Sometimes you can help others. Sometimes, you know, people have to unfortunately learn for themselves, you know, to figure it out that there may be a better way of doing it because you just can't help everyone in the world. But I will say like with the gift of social media that we are blessed with in some ways that I have been able to connect with so many good trainers, coaches, and other fitness professionals that I would have never otherwise been able, you know, to meet, you know, um, across the state and areas that are, you know, further away from me or whatnot, and really have made some great networking contacts for people that, you know, I can go back and forth with. If I don't know something, I'm like, hold on, I got somebody here. It's like, oh, you know, so-and-so is looking for a trainer in San Diego or like, do you know anyone? You know, that's like six and a half hours away from me. Let me go ahead and call somebody for you. Like I know a few people. So it's really good. Um, like I say, even though that there may be a mass majority of a lot of you know, fitness influencers, fitness icons, you know, um, all the showmanship kind of uh, fitness people who really don't have anything past surface level. Like I say, it's, there's still a lot of good ones out there that I've been very fortunate to come across. Definitely, man. And actually, I got approached on Monday to get into uh, this Herbalife thing, Shakes. Oh, and no. <laughs> Non-stop, man. And, and, and she kind of said to me, look, you know, it's, it's super healthy. It'll really help your clientele. You can make a side income. And I was like, look, the nutrition I do, I kind of help people <laughs> who so, try to get off that. So one of, my, one, one of my favorite things about, like, those multi-level marketing ones, this was, this was probably one of my, my funnier ones is, I remember I was, I forget, I don't think it was Herbalife. I can't remember that off the top of my head, but somebody came in and, uh, you know, I was, this is right when I first started my independent career and she just walked into my gym and while I was in the middle of training a client and was, um, was asking me, uh, 
you know, oh, do you have your clients on supplements? Do you make them do this? Do you make them do that? And it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, I'm kind of trying to brush her off like nicely and stuff. And thank God it was more towards like the end of the session. So I'm like, all right, I'll just talk to this lady real quick, you know, and she's trying to push her products onto me and I'll never forget it. And this is like I said, this is going back to um, the military and whatnot. She shows me this. She was like, oh, we have the healthiest, we have the healthiest ingredients around like in our products. And I literally look at it. I kid you not, man, there is actually an ingredient that was, um, that was in this supplement that we actually put in our jet fuel to preserve it so no grime builds up in it. You're fucking kidding me. No, man. So I'm like, really? So I was like, <laughs> hold on. And I like, obviously I had to do like an examine and Google check real quick just to make sure and cross coordinate some things. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, they used to put this in our jet fuel to make sure it didn't like corrode the pipes or any grime didn't build up. So I'm like, so you're trying to tell me that a jet fuel preservative is good for me? Like, all right, cool. Have a nice day. What did she say about that? She was speechless. She didn't even know what to come out with. I, I just kind of walked off and I'm just like, man, these, these multi-level marketing people, you know, how about you just go on ahead and recommend, you know, some good sleep, you know, some good nutrition and just getting outside a little bit more. I guarantee you that'll go a lot further than your supplements. <laughs> yeah definitely man i think they need to educate themselves better on their products oh absolutely <laughs> before they come to trainers especially oh, but um marky so where you're at at the moment mate you're in ohio are you uh i well, on the state line area right now of washington and idaho like literally you could throw a baseball and it's in one state on one side and you throw it back and you're back in the other state oh wow see that yeah anyhow um mate what are you looking at doing you're looking at um you know, going on in terms of nutrition, because you do a bit of nutrition also. Yeah, yeah. So nutrition, you know, I'm obviously first off, working on sorry, how how important is nutrition for people? Oh my god, it's it's every it's everything that it's everything that you need to really be sustainable with your goals. I'll say it that way. Cause you know what? I can give anybody a meal plan. Okay, I can give anybody that you know, 12, 16 weeks. That's great. That's a meal plan. Okay. What happens after that? Nutrition is a whole nother ball, ballpark. Nutrition isn't a plan. It is a plan in essence, but nutrition becomes a lifestyle. It's something that you can implement and sustain for long term. And if your goal is to, you know, live a healthier and better life, I think you really need to dial in your nutrition, look at your sleep, look at your hydration, and like I said before, go outside a little bit more than anything. Um, with what I've done in the past with clients is really taking their eating habits and kind of putting them under a microscope a little bit and seeing what's going to be the most practical approach for them. And I've particularly stood by flexible macros or IFYM for most of my, for most of my life. Yeah. Um, and I would say it worked really, it's worked really well. In a lot of ways, uh, way back when, when I first got into it, um, I, I would say I was a little uh, cocky with it in a sense because I was like, watch me do it with fast food. And there's a fast food chain out here called Taco Bell. That's like, it's just American Mexican dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I did it for a long time and people were like losing their mind. They're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. But, um, you know, I was looking at just the macro value and not the actual quality of the macros and where they're coming from. And I started developing, um, I started developing a few autoimmune disorders that were kicking, kicking up a little bit more. And I started realizing it was coming from my nutrition. That's what kind of shift my paradigm of flexible dieting a little bit more into like, okay, maybe not eat like a complete bag of shit, but like, you know, eat wholesome and nutritiously, like, you know, 80% of the time. And then that, 20% you live a little but you don't go overboard and then obviously you're going to have those days where you know you cut loose because I think to be human you kind of need those a little bit right there but you know as long as you don't cut loose and stay loose you know and get back to the plan and get back on you know your nutrition you're going to be set up for success. I was actually on the phone to a person who's starting um, my interval fat loss program this morning man and he said, Matt, can you quickly explain how it all works? Because what your, your approach is very different. Like the whole calorie deficit, I've never heard of that before. And um, 
mate, I kind of had to take a step back and say, mate, that's awesome that you told me that because we're kind of well educated in nutrition and training and we don't kind of see the client's approach because there is a lot of shit out there, man. And, and, and people don't understand that, you know, like a meal plan, um, whatever shake you're on or whatever diet, mate, it comes down to you're eating less. In one way, they're manipulating calories, but you don't really know about it. That's why when I'm mentioning calories and tracking steps, people see numbers and they're like, well, this is a totally new approach. And I'm like, no, they're just smarter with kind of showing you this meal plan, selling it to you. Yeah, no, I totally get that. You know, you know, a thing with numbers that I've actually shown my clients, I show them success is I'll use just, I use simple math with like, cause they don't understand like, they think like, you know, like one quote unquote cheat meal is going to just completely ruin them. Right. So basically I'll break it down on like their level of activity and their macro intake. But then basically what I do is I go, okay, I'm like, let's do this on, you know, let's do this on a numbers game right here. I'll show you this and this, okay. You're hitting these numbers and then you binge out or like have these days where you cut loose. And then I'm like, you ate 27 days according to plan along with, you know, your exercise and getting your steps in and you had three days. So it's like, what's 27 divided by 30. That percentage just shows you right there that you're way above average compared to everybody else. So three days is something that's not going to throw you off. And you know, it's funny because everyone's different, but I swear that one thing where I show them that and they're like, Oh wow. They're like, I'm getting like an, I'm a, like an A minus on my nutrition. I'm like, sure. Like if you want to look at it like that, like, fuck, if that works for you, then great. I just found a new way for it to work for you. There you go. It's just kind of finding a right approach for each person. eh? Absolutely, man. Now. Yeah, Marky. So mate, wh where do you want to, um, mate, what's the future look like for you? Like in, in, in the next 10 years, where's Mark taking this, bro? It's one thing I always oh. ask my guests and my clients. In the next 10 years, definitely, like I say, definitely just I'm hitting just the brink of, you know, the online stuff. That's definitely going to be one of the main things I want to push for. Um, luckily, with the brick and mortar gym that I know for sure that I'm going to open, yeah. um, it's going to be that's in a very, it's gonna, what's that? That's going to come. Oh, that's, that's coming, man. I already know it is <laughs> nothing stopping me for that, but that's almost going to be like my headquarters for where I can grow out of. But the area that I'm looking to, you know, put it in right there. It's a very centralized area, great area with a lot of people who take their health and, you know, their health, wellness and fitness very seriously, which is obviously going to be a great market for training, you know, not only clients that are consistent, but ones who are actually driven to, you know, be a part of the process. But definitely looking um, into a mentorship program for veterans. Um, so the school that I went to um, post-military where I got one of my vocational degrees um, is right next door to the location where I plan to open a brick and mortar gym. So I'm very cool with like the head of education director and definitely want and most of the students they get through there are veterans. So definitely want to work with vets just to you know, help them get off on the right foot when it comes to getting into the training world, because I kind of got into this stuff with just, you know, all right, take your shoes off, get your feet wet and see what works kind of thing. So um, definitely want to go that way. Um, definitely in the, definitely in the process of developing some really good online programs that are going to definitely focus on um, a lot of mobility um, on one of them. There's a athletic performance one on another um, and then, uh, definitely like a, um, like a strength and power program that I'm definitely developing right now, which I think will be very different from once they go on the market compared to a lot of other things I've seen out there, because I think to genuinely make it in the online world, I think what I'm learning more than anything is you need to differ. You need to be different. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta find something. So you know, I have my book and whenever I just get a thought, I write it down. And like I said, those thoughts have compiled for so long and now it's like, okay, so let's go ahead and put this to paper now. So definitely go on that route. Um, and then obviously growing nutritional coaching for, for everyone, because everyone needs to take their needs to take their nutrition seriously. Yeah, man. Nutrition's huge and mobility, man. You touched on mobility. That's 
something I've brought into my sessions. You know, I've sprinkled it in over the past few years, but mate, post COVID, I've kind of went all in. So it's like fifty percent nutrition, fifty percent strength. Oh yeah. So like, people don't understand when I explain it to them, but how I do my group training, a lot of people think it's um, you know, balls to the wall, high intensity. For example, I'll go twenty-three seconds on an exercise, and then they'll rest for about 30 to 40 seconds and then I throw in fillers like a 90-90 and rather than because one thing one thing I hate is you know giving people box jumps to do mm -hmm. and seeing them just go balls to the wall for 30 minutes you know I, I hate seeing exhaustion when it's not needed oh so you mean but, CrossFit yeah I didn't want to say yeah, man. No, uh, no. So, so mobility is something that's, mate, because it just kills me. Like, there's a lot of knee injuries, shoulder pain, mate, lower back injuries, and, mate, just, just fixing people's hips and ankle mobility and, mm -hmm. man, just like YWTs, just all that kind of, all that kind of stuff's really helped people, man. And I kind of found before, yeah, I had more people in my sessions, but was I really helping them if they're leaving with the same pain they came in? Totally, man. Totally, but, man. That's, but that's that's our, that's that's our job is as professionals. We have to educate our clients on not only things that they do in the gym, but what they can do out of the gym. And then obviously, it's on them to start to implement that into their life. Yeah, and, but the hardest bit is people don't see the importance in mobility and like things like nutrition, like the importance shit. They don't see it. Yeah, because like nutrition and like mobility in in a funny way it's 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 yeah it's not it's like it's not sexy like people are not like oh man like woo, gonna get some nutrition and mobility in like whoo here we go no it's not like you know yeah bro i did, you know, I did uh, it's not like, it's not like the gym bros who are like oh, today. yeah it's not like international chest day or like you know doing cable kickbacks for glutes day you know but <laughs> You know, it's it's not exciting and sexy like that. No, but it's usually the small things that uh, that we negate. That unfortunately we have to um, we we become reactive off of it versus proactive. And being proactive is going to keep you know the one body that you got in better shape for the long haul. Yeah, hundred percent, Marky. All right, Marky, just um, just wrapping up, bro. Where can pe where can people find you, man? Uh, on my Instagram, uh, it's mind underscore muscle underscore mvmt underscore mark m a r c. So that's I'll my major. What's that? I'll link it in the show notes for him too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's uh, right there. That's my major social media platform right now. As I'm in kind of the redevelopment phase with, you know, growing myself and growing my brand. So I kind of had to um, abolish some of the old stuff and kind of do away with it, but it's for, you know, better cause, but you know um, anybody who ever wants to talk, you know, fitness, you know, working out nutrition or just shoot the shit and talk about life. I'm, I'm always there to talk to my followers. I'm always humbled when people come to me for advice and uh, yeah. So that's where you can find me at. Awesome, bro. Have you got any products out at the moment? Any e-books, Marky? No, no nothing right now. Here? That's that, that's all in the de development phase right now. It's awesome, all, bro. like I say, all, it's a lot of stuff coming. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, it's part of the journey and it was, you know, the first part of the pandemic took me, took me to a dark place, but now it's, you know, it's that growth place of let's keep moving. Let's keep, you know, let's keep growing. And that's where we're going now. How important, just before we wrap up, Marky, how important yeah. is mindset, bro? Like looking after yourself and, and working on yourself every day, mate. Do you do a bit of personal development every day? Yeah, that's definitely something, um, that's definitely something I would say uh, a lot of people have to have a long conversation with themselves in the mirror about and really make the genuine effort to better themselves. Uh, as somebody who... Uh, has struggled with uh, some mental health issues from PTSD and anxiety and whatnot. I know I've unfortunately over the years put a lot of stuff on the back burner that had a trickle down effect into other aspects of my life that I never really realized until it kind of hit. 
Um, and now I try to become very more self-aware of my actions and my feelings and my emotions. So, um, I don't project, uh, like I would say, like a uh, misconstrued image or anything like that, but also for myself to keep my inner peace and keeping a little bit more sane. So, um, definitely, um, some people that I've been following, uh, on the Ted talks and whatnot, definitely just investigating more into what kind of makes me tick and whatnot. But the one guy I found a lot is that, uh, Australian dude, uh, uh, Kerwin Ray. He's, he's great. I don't know. I don't know what it is and I don't even know how I came across his stuff, but like I watched like two videos. I'm like, you know, I really recognize with this guy, like what he says makes sense. And in a sense, like there are a lot of people who are maybe like inspirational or motivational speakers, but I think, I don't know, just it clicked. And I was like, wow, I like this guy. And like I said, I've taken a lot of his tips and started implementing in my daily life and just really doing a lot of self-reflection um, and just trying to grow into a better individual. Um, but it's kind of funny. It's just like, you know, a trainer or a coach, like, you know, uh, they create an experience and, you know, nine out of 10 times you really like them. And that's where I kind of found with this guy. I was like, man, this guy's really likable. Like he's a good dude. So, um, that's where I've been going with that. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I like your stuff, man. Cause you really breaks down how we think and kind of function as human beings. And it's one of the most important things, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think I overlooked a lot of that and you know, as well as me, as we, we absorb a lot of our, we absorb a lot of our clients energy and yeah. that, that energy can be really draining. And I think, you know, I had to kind of give myself like with all of this, like a vibe check and be like, yo, are you good? Like you need to start taking care of yourself. But also creating those boundaries and those lines, you know, you want to be able to help your clients, but also you don't want to over exhaust yourself to where mentally it just leaks into other aspects to your life where it shouldn't be. And I think we can all work as that as people. It doesn't even have to be within our profession. Yeah, man, I can definitely relate, man, because, man, I was guilty of that too. Like I was trying to give, because my, my company's moved with Matt. So it's, it's my name, name attached to it. I was just trying to help everyone, man, and, you know, when you when it starts to grow and, and you're trying to give yourself to a lot of people, it's it's very hard, man. And it's it's draining on yourself. Totally. So. And you beat in and when you and I think I did this to myself for a long time and it took took a while for me to realize is, you know, you want to help everybody and like, you know, you really put yourself out there to help people and then sometimes it would be like you know, you really just make the effort to try to help someone, but then they don't want it. And you're almost like, well, what the fuck, man? Like, you know, like, you're just like, I'm trying to do something good for you. But you know, not everybody's going to see that. And it just wasn't meant to be. And that's where you have to realize is, you know, in this industry, we're here to do good. And we're meant to help people. Um, we're not going to be able to help everyone. But you can only hope and pray that um, that person you couldn't help comes across somebody who does great things all for the right reason who can't help that's so true man and honestly like i've had clients that have left me um like like post-covid and not continued and you know i've spoken to them and they're like oh you know sorry matt and i'm like what are you sorry for like yeah i don't want them to i don't want them to stop let's think like even even when people had financial trouble during covid and mm -hmm. like i was running zoom and some people said look matt i just really I lost my job and stuff. And I was like, look, just do something, even do zoom for free for me, you know, like ju jumping for nothing. Like, I just want people to like, we got in this to help people, you know what I mean? And at exactly. the end of the day, that's what fulfills, that's what fulfills me more than anything, man. Like, honestly, I feel the same as I did with one client when I grew to 200 clients, honestly, man, like I'll get 20 people sign up. I'll get 10 cancellations. I still feel the same. When I get that, when I get that transformation, that fills me up more than anything, bro. Like we're oh, in man. it for, because we love coaching. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. 100%. I mean, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm jealous of you, man. Like I, I, I miss it right now. Like just hearing the passion in your voice about it, I can tell like why you're in this and stuff. And I feel that same way. And I can't wait to, you know, get back to it and just start helping people again. 
Yeah, Mark, you'll be back in no time, bro. I know you're hanging to go, bro. You know, you're hanging to get yeah. out on that dance floor and, and run another session, bro. But, you know, it's coming, man. Yeah, one of the, I think one of the big mental takeaways from this for maybe anybody who's not even in our profession, but maybe just, you know, struggling with, you know, COVID and life and maybe, you know, what life's thrown at them and whatnot is what's kind of helped me is I think about, I think about every real like terrible situation I've been in, like, you know, like some serious, you know, things that left trauma and impact on my life. And it kind of, you know, it can be kind of scary for maybe some people to relive those and stuff, but in the same, you know, looking in the same retrospect of things, you can really be like, wow, like I made it through that. Like I, I grew through this and this is what I'm stressing out about. Like what I made, what you may have made it before through was, you know, way worse for you on a personal level. And obviously this is affecting everyone. So when you feel like you're alone, you're not alone. There's all of us going through it. So, you know, need to become it's going to level you up essentially yeah 100 percent, bro you said that well I, I just i just lost you at the end there but um yeah mate you said it all marky i think we capped it all off and uh yeah man just how you think it's 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 the way we see the world just just on recapping everything and finishing up it's i think it's our world view man we all have this perception of how we think it is and if if business doesn't go this way that's how it is it's not that way, bro. It's, it's your own story and it's going to happen at the right time, man. Exactly. That's, that's probably where right, I struggled. Right. I struggled at first was when it all kind of came crashing down. I was like, crap, I didn't have this part of the plan, but now I'm kind of taking it with a grain of salt and being like, okay, this is part of my journey. This is part of my growth. This is what's going to get me to level up to the next big thing that I'm meant to become. Yeah, Matthew. Bro, appreciate your time, man. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. I'm super humbled that, you know, you invited me onto the show and definitely would love to do another one with you in the near future. 100%, man. We'll definitely, um, once things open up again and, and you get that brick and mortar business, bro, it'd be great, man. You know, in 12 months time to kind of recap and see how everything's going. Yeah, seriously. I need a vacation after all this, man. Maybe I'll just come down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's a it seems to be going all right here, Touchwood, apart from Melbourne. Just come to Sydney. <laughs> exactly, man. I mean, you guys will be in summertime by the time this is all going to clear up. So I look at it as a summer vacation. <laughs> Why not, man? Yeah, man. All right, Marky. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that, man. Hey, thank you, Matt. You have a good one, man.